0: Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepix.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. One hundred dollars. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market, focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players, and you can win up to ten times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entries. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron parlay with the under on the Homes. They've got college sports. Pro Sports, literally anything and everything you can think of, they have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with their friends at Prize Picks, and you should. As well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. Race the field for South Carolina this season. You've got Arkansas transfer Trey Knox, Western Kentucky transfer Joshua Simon, Florida transfer Nick Elksness, Maurice Brown II, Connor Cox, Reed McKiska, Lucas Vosen, and Cameron Sandlin, who I understand, guys, has been working at running back. He's listed in the media guide as a tight end. So for the sake of the conversation, we included him with the tight ends, but when you look at this group, guys, the thing that jumps out, and as we dive into top storylines, this is a completely new look room from a season ago. I don't think there's a position group on this football team that looks so much differently than it did a season ago. When you factor in Jaheim Bell to Florida State, that was the big headliner, Nate Atkins to graduation, Trey Kenyon to medical retirement and Austin Stogner going back to Oklahoma. It is a brand new room with brand new faces in it and replacing the production from what you lose from a season ago is paramount. And I understand. And what I've noticed this off season, we'll get more to this in just a second. But what I've noticed with the departure of Jaheim Bell, which It really wasn't shocking when he hit the transfer portal, but it was the nature of the exit, right? With the selling of T-shirts 24 hours before he announces his intentions to transfer with, you know, the, the family actions over the course of the 2022 season, the back and forth with his mother and them being very outwardly vocal on their opinions on the way that South Carolina was utilizing him. In the offense. And we all agree it was not a good job, well done, obviously, by Marcus Satterfield. There's a reason he's no longer here. But it almost feels South Carolina fans are in a, in a state of mind of wanting to win the breakup, right? Diminish the impact that Jaheem Bell had, diminish anything he meant to South Carolina football. When at this time a season ago, those wearing garnet and black were touting Jaheim Bell as one of, if not the best tight ends in the sec and one of the most dynamic playmakers in college football to put it in perspective you look at what he did last year the numbers read as follows jaheem bell 25 catches 231 yards and two touchdowns he did not meet the expectations that gamecock nation set upon him was that his fault was it marcus satterfield was it a combination of the two You then lose Austin Stogner, 20 catches, 210 yards, and a touchdown as well. I don't think Austin Stogner either really lived up to the expectations and hype that followed him when he came in from Oklahoma when he joined his buddy Spencer Rattler. And then there was Nate Atkins, who by the end of the season – became a fan favorite because of his one-handed catch in the Clemson game, which will go down in history, because of his emergence in the Tennessee game, and also, you know, in the Notre Dame game. When you lost him, you really felt the impact of not having him on the field. But he finished last season with 13 catches, 168 yards on the season. But just a completely new look room, and does it lead to new results for South Carolina? It's going to be fascinating to watch. Now, as you look at the room I mentioned, and the big headliner over the course of the offseason, as we know, the transfer portal giveth, the transfer portal taketh away. And while it took Jaheim Bell, it giveth Trey Knox, who was a very nice piece for the Arkansas Razorbacks during his time in Fayetteville.
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: He reunites with a guy in Justin Stepp that recruited him. You know, Trey Knox started at the wide receiver position, then bulked up, put on weight, and moved to tight end. And Dabble Loggins as well, who, of course, is now the Gamecocks OC. And that was his position coach at Arkansas. Trey Knox enters this season and enters South Carolina looking for his best collegiate season yet. He was a guy that was targeted in the spring game. We got to see him with the football in his hands and the hype and the buzz followed for the Gamecocks' shiny new toy at the the tight end position. This is a big year for Trey Knox, though, because, guys, I was at SEC Media Days, of course, and was able to talk to some some Arkansas folks and and get their takes on things such as step, dabble logins, but also – Trey Knox also got to talk to K.J. Jefferson, Rocket Sanders. But, you know, listening to the folks on the Arkansas beat, those who are really close to that program, talking about Trey Knox, the player, you know, they obviously mentioned, hey, he provided a nice big-body weapon at the tight end position for K.J. Jefferson, but they mentioned that that was a guy that never really had that breakout season that they were all looking for. And you go back and you look at his numbers, guys, the numbers tell the tale, and the stat that really stands out to me that our good friend Conor O'Gara of Saturday on South brought up on his show months ago, but it's stuck with me ever since. Factor this in when thinking about Trey Knox. Yes, he has the side. Yes, he has the agility. Yes, he's got the makeup. He's a dude that wins when he gets off the bus, but the productivity, for whatever reason, it hasn't followed. Trey Knox has not caught a touchdown against a Power 5 opponent since October of 2021. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. And so you just wonder now, does a new start, a fresh start at a different place, does that spell better results? Because, you know, based off of what you see, based off the glimpses of performances he's had that... You know, it's in there. that He can be an all-SEC caliber tight end. But it's kind of like we talked days ago when talking about the wide receivers. You know, there's some guys that entered their third or fourth or fifth year of college football, and you keep waiting on that breakout season. You keep waiting on them to pop. At some point, you have to accept they are who they are. And so I just wonder with a guy like Trey Knox, is he who he is? And he's going to be kind of a 20-catch 350, 400-yard receiver, which would be solid, by the way. Or is this going to be a breakout season for Trey Knox? And he sort of becomes, and I say this with all due respect, does he become what Gamecock fans hoped Austin Stogner was going to be last year, which is Spencer Rattler's best friend on third downs, one of his best weapons in the passing game, his safety valve, if you will. Does Trey Knox, can he flourish into that role? You know, guys, hype and expectations are a really interesting thing. And one guy that's caught a ton of a ton of local buzz, not national buzz, but local buzz in spring ball, Joshua Simon, the Western Kentucky transfer. And you just wonder, can he live up to the hype that's been placed on him? Was a really nice player for the Hilltoppers a season ago. Second team all-conference USA. And so you hear that and you look at the stats and you think, okay, nice piece, nice pickup, whatever. But this this really wasn't one that made major headlines, I would say, over the course of the off season. But as spring ball got underway and a couple of practices get under the belt, you know, you continue throughout, you, you start to hear chatter. You start to hear buzz. Hey, that Joshua Simon guy, he's impressive. That Joshua Simon guy we think can be a real dude. I've heard people say as far as, There are folks in that building that believe by season's end, Joshua Simon's going to be a name that everybody is talking about. He's he's an in-state kid that unfortunately was allowed to get away from South Carolina. Now he returns home. There's a lot of hope. There's a lot of expectation. Again, guys, this is an all-conference performer at the FBS level previously, so it's not like you're depending on a guy that he has no sort of track record, of playing and producing at a high level. But now with the SEC, there's been this local hype, this local buzz created around Joshua Simon, his abilities, what he can do for South Carolina football. At minimum, I say, can he be a nice complimentary piece to Trey Knox? In the meantime, live up to the local hype that has been put on him. You look at the rest of the tight end room, guys. The best of the rest, as I call it. Nick Elksness coming over from Florida. Reed Makiska, a true freshman. Connor Cox, a true freshman as well. Just what do you get out of that group? You know, Shane Beamer, again, going back to this conversation and going back to the statement he made at SEC Media Days. The Gamecocks are going to rely on true freshmen at every single position on the field to some extent. I do not expect the tight end room, to be any different because you need depth. You're going to have to have guys beyond those top two. Elskines was a guy that really didn't see the field all that much at Florida. I think a couple special teams appearances, but didn't do a whole lot. Of course, Makiska, true freshman, Connor Cox, true freshman. These were guys that were highly thought of in the recruiting process. What are you able to get out of those dudes? Jody, Jody Wright, excuse me, of course, is your tight ends coach. Dowell Loggins has experience coaching tight ends as well. What are you able to get out of the tight end room? It's a fascinating position. And on that note, as we close out with the top storylines, it's a fascinating position because it feels like year in, year out. South Carolina has that guy. They've got a big-body dude that's an athletic specimen that, man, this is the year. Let's throw it to the tight end more, right? We hear that joke all the time. Who's going to be the first fan on the Shane Bieber call-in show to ask, hey, coach, are we going to throw it to the tight end more this season? Do you expect us to throw it to the tight end, utilize the tight end? And to be fair, I mean, I understand why. You look at South Carolina's track record, their history in producing tight ends. You go back to Hayden Hurst, Wesley Saunders, Jared Cook, Busta Anderson, Justice Cunningham. I mean, South Carolina's heyday, they were throwing to the tight end early and often. What does the utilization of the tight end look like in the Dowell Loggins offense? Right? Because Dowell Loggins, this is a guy that has never called a play at the collegiate level but he was under Kendall Bryles. He learned what what he learned in the NFL, but under Kendall Bryles at Arkansas, he coached up Trey Knox. He coached that room specifically. And so you have to factor, you have to think that the tight end is going to be a very, very big part of what they do this year. And when you have guys like Trey Knox, you have guys like Joshua Simon, I think it'd be a mistake if they are not. But just how is that group utilized? Obviously, I would say last year they were extremely under- Utilized, and you didn't get the production from that room that you hoped for. With a new array of weapons that you've added this year, a, a reinvention of the offensive philosophy, I'll say. With the termination of Marcus Satterfield, the hiring of Dowell Loggins, picking up where you left off end of last season, what Shane Beamer and company learned, the lessons they take away from that. I think there's reason to believe that the tight end will finally be featured in South Carolina's offense, and this will be one of the most productive groups on the offensive side of the football for the Gamecocks in the 2023 football season.